Today on Hey Sis, Eat This, we've got yet another celebration. National Sisters Day is Sunday, August 6th. Courtney and I have cooked up a special tribute to one another, and we also revisit some of our favorite sister stories from past episodes and calls from the Hey Sis hotline. Happy National Sisters Day, y'all. Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Yep! Hey sis Hey sis How's it going? It's going great! Happy anniversary! Belated anniversary. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Lance and I celebrated our fourth year of maritable bliss. Oh, you're such newlyweds still. I think we are. We still call each other that. We had a really fun celebration. You know, we're going to Italy in September. So we're really kind of putting all of our eggs and money in that basket. Uh So we wanted to do something local and do a little staycation. And there's this new hotel in Dallas called the Suexin. Swexen. It's like S-W-E-X-A-N. It's Swiss meets Texan. Hmm. It also has the connotation of sex too. Like, did you have Swex and the Swexen? <laughs> well, I mean, it was our anniversary, so. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do on your anniversary. And we were at a hotel, so you know what happens. Yeah, yes. Oh, I do. At least for us, it's when you're at a hotel, it's guaranteed sex. But then we also watch Naked and Afraid. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's so funny. We always watch. Um, it's like I feel like Shark Tank is always on at every hotel <laughs> that we go to. And I feel like Jason's always like making up excuses. Like we really need to take a business trip to like, I don't know, some random place to meet. I'm like, really? Do we need to? And I'm like, he just wants to get me alone in a hotel. (laughs) He just wants hotel (laughs) sex. (laughs) This hotel was so cool. And it's only been open for like a month, but the service is like impeccable. And, and that's so funny too, because mom was like, I was telling her about it. And I said, yeah, it's Swiss meets Texan. She goes, well, they're Swiss. They, they know what to do. I'm like, do they? How, how do you know what, this? What do they know what to do? Like hospitality wise and oh. service. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, she's like, we have, we have family in Switzerland, in Lucerne. I've been there. You have cousins that are Swiss. Oh, yeah. She's always like, I, I got to get back to Switzerland. It's just wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. We might need to take her there at some point. Well, I went to see the Barbie movie. I know you did too with the girls and it was just, I think it's just worth mentioning how incredible the movie is and how important I think it is. And that uh, it's really just this cultural phenomenon. And on a personal level, I thought it was so cute because, you know, my daughters were always and have always been really big Barbie fans. They've played with Barbies, you know, since they were teeny. As was I thousands of Barbies, but, um, and every Barbie house and vehicle and all of that. I built that Barbie house. You did build the Barbie (laughs) house. I remember that. 
Um, and it's, it's since been destroyed because yes. it was just taking up too much space, but the Barbies remain. And I think we still have a condo. We have a speedboat, a <laughs> helicopter, a, a motorcycle. Yeah. We've got like every Barbie under the sun anyway. Um, but they haven't been touched in a while. So mm-hmm. every time I think I'm going to go in there and sneak in there and throw them out. Well, I'm not going to do that because I went in there this weekend and they were all like laying out on the floor. They had had friends over all weekend and there was just like Barbie world everywhere, up and down my hallway, around oh my the staircase, like just scenes, like whole different scenarios. It just gave me so much joy. And I walked into the playroom and I see this one scene. I actually took a video for you. And it's like, um, I see all these, like a naked Barbie. Mm -hmm. I see like a, you know, there's like a Barbie on top of another Barbie and like maybe like a 69 position. (laughs) But They're clothed. There's like everybody just when Barbies are laying down anyway, they just look like, you know, strung out. And then, you know, of course, there was definitely some like weird Barbies in there that, you know, if you see the movie, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, wow, I want I start filming. I'm like, wow, Barbies are back. And this is a rager. Like, I want to go to this Barbie party. Right. So. Yeah. So I, it looked like a Barbie orgy. So I asked the girls, I said, Oh, I see you're playing with Barbies again. That looked like a wild party. And she's like, Reagan looks at me dead serious. She's like, Oh no, we were playing school. They were playing school. And I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, like <laughs> so innocent, like my mind is like, Oh, oh God, now that they're older playing right. Barbies. And, and then she's like, no, you're playing school. That's hilarious. Lance and I went and saw it and you had told me that it was wonderful. So I knew I was going to enjoy it. And there's a scene in there where America Ferreira does an incredible monologue. Best moment of the movie. Yes. About how women feel and what the pressure is of society and other people and just what pressure women, every woman feels, but nobody talks about. Yes. Yes, that that we all talk about together to each other. Right. But it's not necessarily been a platform that it's been put out Mm. at such mass quantities. Mm. And I actually went and looked it up again and and read it because I just thought it was so powerful and really Mm. wonderful. And I'm glad that 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 message is getting out there and that people are seeing it. And um, Mm. I hope this empowers all the women out there, all the young girls out there, all the older girls. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, we're in our forties. I felt empowered by the movie. Well, that's a good segue into what we're here to celebrate today, which we're always celebrating here on Hey Sis, which I just love. I do too. National Sisters Day is Sunday, August 6th. So we thought we would put together a really fun episode of, um, some of our favorite sister stories from our episodes prior and some unreleased stories. Before we get into the compilation of sister stories, I believe that uh, we have a little exchange that we're going to do of letters to one another. Yes. We've written letters to each other and neither one of us know what the other is about, but we're going to read each other's letters. So Whitney's going to read the letter that I wrote to her And I'm going to read the letter that she wrote to me. This is our tribute to each other for National Sisters Day. Yes. 
Do you want to go first? Uh, let's see. I'm the older one. So what does that mean? Do, does that mean that I read your letter to me first? Or does that mean since I'm the older one? You know, you read my letter first okay. because I'm the older one and I talk about the past. So okay. let me get that letter messaged over to you. Should I just chat it to you? That's fine. Okay. Dear Whitney. We've told the story a few times on this pod about how I reacted to mom and dad's news that they were having a baby. I remember being upset, but I don't know why I was so indignant. Although we laugh about it today, I've always felt bad about it. I started to look inside myself to try to understand why I wouldn't want a sibling. It could have been that at the time you were conceived, mom and dad had taken in three foster siblings, ages two to four. They were riddled with problems, abuse, serious health issues, both physically and emotionally. I was only four. And while I remember having fun with my new playmates, I also remember a lot of turmoil in the house. Mom and dad had been thinking of adopting the children, but at the same time, mom discovered she was pregnant with you. Scared of being unable to provide for five children, three of which had very special needs, mom and dad came to the conclusion that permanent Adoption was probably not the best for all of us in the long run. By the grace of God, a benevolent family wanted to adopt all three siblings together, and so it was. Regardless now, just the two of us, you a newborn and I was six, the resentment didn't stop when you were born. I remember how adorable you were and thinking you were the most precious child I'd ever seen, but for some reason I was mean to you, really mean. As we grew, I remained dismissive, excluding you from my games and downright cruel at times. This continued through my high school days. It pains me to think back on this time. My behavior haunts me to this day, and I still have so much shame for the way I treated you. The fact that you have forgiven me for how awful I treated you in my youth still astounds me when I think about it. I know I've apologized to you in the past, and you have always said that you forgive me, but today I want to make sure that you truly understand just how sorry I really am. I am sorry that I resisted your birth into this world. I'm sorry for not letting you play with me when you so badly wanted to. I'm so sorry for all the times I put you down in front of your friends. I'm truly sorry that I was not the sister in your childhood that made you feel safe coming to me when you really needed me. As strange as this sounds, I think the greatest gift we've ever received in our lives was our parents getting divorced in 2005. It was the path to our healing as siblings, which led to our journey of cooking, entertaining, and countless funny stories. This fracture in our family unfolded exactly how the universe intended, teaching us how to be the sisters we were always meant to be. Doing this podcast with you truly feels like my redemption. If you think about what we do here, bringing other siblings together to talk about the past and laugh about childhood feels like a way for me to heal my actions from the past. Whitney, you're the most incredible sister I could have ever imagined. Your confidence, wit, sense of humor, dedication to family, work ethic, and heart fills me with joy every day. I hope I have made it vividly clear that I am here and will always be here to support you, nurture you, inspire you, and take care of you. You're my sister and I am yours. There's nothing else like it in the world. And oh, how grateful I am for you. I love you to the moon. Happy National Sisters Day. <laughs> so sweet. I love you so much. So serious. Gosh. I know, but I have so much that I have held on to of Aww. sadness that I feel that I just wasn't a good sister until later in life. And um, I don't know. I just 
I don't know why, but we are here. And, you know, I hope that I haven't done too much damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Well, I think you'll read in my letter that you haven't. No. Okay, good. But we do, interestingly enough, touch on similar points. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Well, I love you so much. I love you so much. That's very sweet. And I tell a lot of my friends who I consider sisters, and I've said this to you too, whenever they're apologizing for not being able to come to something or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, I said, there are no apologies in this friendship Mm -hmm. because I understand what you're going through. And if things have to pivot, they pivot. But there's no apologies. While I appreciate yours, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it, it's necessary for me. Okay. But I'm glad you were able to get it off of your chest and your mind. Thank you. And I'm glad I was able to pivot into being a better sister. Yes, you are. You're the best. I was just a selfish little bitch as a kid. <laughs> Isn't everybody, though, in a way? I guess. I don't know. I feel badly. Anyway. All right. I put mine in the chat. Okay. Dear sister girl, I could not be more grateful to have you as my sister. I literally thank the universe for you every day because I don't know what I would do with you not being in my world. We share a lot of wonderful things like our love of cooking and entertaining, but my favorite thing is our wicked and sometimes sick sense of humor that many people <laughs> don't get. It makes makes it all the more special. <laughs> It's obvious that we love each other, but the constant in our relationship is the unwavering support we provide one another on a daily basis. We've gotten each other through some of the most difficult times in our lives, like our parents' divorce. But when I was going through IVF and was questioning my own sanity from all the hormones, you were the one I called because I knew there would be no unwanted questions or judgment, only support. I can't thank you enough for getting me and Lance through our toughest journey as a newly married couple. And speaking of Lance, I'm so grateful for the relationship you have built with him. You have become another sister to him, and it fills my heart with so much joy to see you two together. When Lance and I moved from L.A. back to our hometown of Dallas four years ago, my only hesitation was not being in a car ride away from you. I was so fearful that the distance would prevent our relationship from thriving. I was so fucking wrong. I could never have... (laughs) I could never have imagined that we would be closer now when we are 1,400 miles apart. And it is all because of this podcast. There's no one in the world I'd rather be growing this shempire with than you. What's a shempire? A she empire. Oh, a she empire. (laughs) A she empire. Empire. Oh, I know how unique our sisterhood is because... People often tell us that they wish they'd had a bond with their sibling like we do. I I believe that with what we are doing on Hey Sis, Eat This, we are able to share our love and energy with others and inspire that deeper connection for siblings. We might be celebrating National Sisters Day on this episode, but I really celebrate my sister every day. Love you. Love your show, Court. Oh, Whit, I love you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So beautiful. And I couldn't agree more with everything you said. It's just such a pleasure and such a joy and so exciting. Um, and if we only continue getting our 
couple of listeners like that we do each week, you know, <laughs> I don't really care because I get to be committed to you in this relationship and our Mondays and through Fridays talking and podcasting and sharing our own stories and creating our own laughter. Yes. We are very blessed. We are very lucky. And uh, gosh, I just am so excited to celebrate all this, the sisters out there. Well, I think we should go ahead and get into it because we are going to kick it off with a story from our first episode about us and how you really didn't let me play with you. <laughs> how, how mean I really was to you. Great. It's come full circle. Well, enjoy. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I just grew up being completely obsessed with you. And I wanted to hang out with you all the time. I Aww. wanted to be with you and your friends. Oh, that's sweet. I'm sorry I didn't let you hang out with us all that much. I know you kind of didn't. But there was a time when you said, hey, Come with me and my friend and let's go moon oh. some cars in the front yard. <laughs> Sorry about that. And I thought, oh my God, she's letting me hang out with her. I'm going to go do it. And I pulled down my pants and nobody else did. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is mean. And I want to say I'm sorry. That is so mean that I would suggest that we go outside and moon cars. And where was mom? Who knows? I mean. But, you know, I don't hold it against you. Okay. I think it's funny and it's made for a great story. I even told it at your wedding. I think as far as siblings go, it's hard to get a lot closer than, than we are. And I'm completely obsessed with you. To this day, I mean, you said you were obsessed with me growing up. I'm obsessed with you now. Like, I love you so much. The tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like Whitney said, she's six years younger than me, but really she's always been more mature than me <laughs> and has kind of taken care of me. There was a time when I was home from college break. I don't know why, but I decided I'd watch Mommy Dearest by myself one night. <laughs> And I ended up having night terrors about the wire hangers. And I started screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night. And Whitney comes running in from across the hall to my rescue. And Courtney, Courtney, you're having a bad dream. And I'm like, can you sleep with me? And at this point, she's in high school. And she's like, no, you know, she probably had her boyfriend in the other room. I don't know what was happening. Are no, you? I did sleep with you. Yeah, I know you did. And then I think you woke up and you're like, what the hell are you doing in my room? Yeah. <laughs> but you've always been comforting me, to me and you're still comforting to me. So oh, I love you're that. just the best. You're everything. I couldn't agree more about you. This next call is from our Aunt Martha, Mama Ashley's sister, who called into the hotline a while ago with a hilarious story about when these sisters came together to do some cooking. This is your Aunt Martha. And I have a funny story. When I was working with your mama at a particular church and we were cooking for a Cajun food truck, I was in charge of making the beignet dough. And because your mom's baking is not her big thing. She makes all the other stuff. I tripled and quadrupled the dough one time and we put it in the fridge overnight for the people to come pick up the next morning. When we went back the next morning, all the doors on the fridge were blown open because the dough had grown so much overnight that it was coming out of the fridge. So we just got hysterical and we're laughing and laughing and laughing because 
we were making jokes about the dough that took uh, the beignet dough that took over Dallas. This next story really hits home for me since I was the younger sister and I always wanted to hang out with you, Court, and wear all of your clothes. Well, it was no different for Audrey Braz wanting to be just like her big sisters, Sam and Rachel. So I will tell the story before it gets told at my wedding <laughs> um, so that the whole world and no one can ever be surprised by it. Um, Ooh, so when I was younger, juicy. it was always just like I wanted to hang out with them. And like Sam and Rachel or someone, they would say something and I, I would get upset and I would start crying. It was my first line of defense. Mm. I was the youngest. Mom and dad would come and save me, which then would make Sam and Rachel furious. Right. Which then they would like come and be like, Audrey, you're just like crying and trying to get attention. And I'm like, no, it's not. So Sam's favorite line was, Audrey, you have anger management problems. (laughs) 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 Which obviously, as you can only imagine, like sparked so much rage inside of my soul. (laughs) Made it worse. Yes. Um, Sounds like she might have been onto something. (laughs) Right? Audrey used to take her clothes. So me and Rachel, only being a year apart, used to always be at school at the same time for the most part. Yeah. Audrey and Rachel had one year together in high school, but Audrey was just far enough in age that she was never at school at the same time as us. So Rachel and I were in high school one time and Audrey was in middle school. And at that point, high school went to school first and then middle school went later. So Audrey had the opportunity to once we left wear our clothes. Oh yeah. That's oh awesome. my well, God. That point, I, exactly. So at that wow. point, then Rachel and I would get home first and Audrey wouldn't get home from till later. So she would get off the bus and come home and sprint in the door straight <laughs> to the bathroom. Okay. We would see her, believe it or not, wearing our clothes. Oh, go that's... to the bathroom, change into something else and then come out like nothing ever happened. And we used to be like, what are you wearing? She'd be happened. like, what are you talking about? This is what I was wearing. We're like, no, we saw you. You're like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have been in the same, I have been wearing my athletic clothes all day long. And then Rachel's like, you have anger management problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I would storm upstairs, throw my duffel yeah. bag, and then wouldn't come downstairs. I was like the angsty child. Like yeah. I was very much like in my feelings, but not really. That's a big offense if you're wearing your big sister's clothes Ooh. without asking. I mean, that's... I got in trouble for that. Clearly, it's pretty common that sisters often have the same taste in clothes. But this next story from our Aunt Janty takes sister style to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Hey, Whitney. Hey, Courtney. It's Janty. And I do have a funny sibling story about my sister and me. It's how we came to call ourselves the Moron Sisters. The summer after I graduated from college, my Aunt Dee Dee won a trip to Cancun, and she had absolutely no interest in going to a beach resort in Mexico. She gave the trip to my sister and me, and we were thrilled. Now, this was in the early 80s when the preppy look was very much in style. That morning when I got dressed for the first leg of my journey, I put on what I thought was a really cute outfit. It started with a navy blue Lacoste Izod polo paired with a darling seersucker skirt. And I'm pretty sure I had on some kind of belt with that seashell buckle, as was the style in those days. And, of course, to finish off the look, I had a pair of navy blue espadrilles from Papagallo. And if you know, 
you know. I got off the plane and I was wandering around the airport when all of a sudden I spotted my sister. I recognized her instantly. And for a brief second, I had a real breakout slash panic attack because she and I were dressed exactly alike. That's right. She had on the Navy Izod, blue seersucker skirt, Navy espadrilles. Anyway, when we spotted each other, we just started howling. Imagine how stupid we looked dressed alike. It's kind of cute when you're a little girl, but not so much when you're in your 20s. It was then we declared ourselves as the Moron Sisters. We've done a lot of moronic things since then, but the matching outfit on our way to our free trip to Cancun was one of the best. While they are just as close as we are now, Court, the Di Romaldo sisters, Claudia and Vicky, attribute their six years age gap to some of the more challenging times growing up. When I was in high school, I, my parents had a rampant social life. We had just moved to Toledo, Ohio, and they joined this club and they had all these friends and they wanted to go out one night a weekend. And so I had to babysit one night a week. Oh, yeah. And that was the deal. I didn't get paid. It was just, we get one night, you get one night through high school. And Claudia will tell you that I was a very good babysitter. He was the meanest <laughs> babysitter of all time. He <laughs> would basically lock me upstairs in my parents' room and throw little Debbie snacks at me to shut me up. The beginning of my weight problem was back then with oatmeal cream pies. They had a little balcony off their room. The doors were open and she'd like curl snacks in through it to me in the back. She was, because, was she making out with guys downstairs? She did have friends over. I'd have friends over to watch inappropriate movies. Claudia would say, Vicky, and I would say, go back to your room. And I would frisbee up a little Debbie oatmeal cream pie to her to make her. Oh my God, that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Be quiet. Here's another oatmeal cream pie. Here's some oh, ho-ho. Oh my yeah. gosh. Can Amazing. you eat a little Debbie cream pie today? Oh my God, it's my favorite food. We've had our fair share of wardrobe conundrums while traveling together, but nothing was going to stop our family friend Galen and her sister from having a French nightie out on the town. Hello, this is Galen in Dallas. My sibling story begins when my parents shockingly allowed me and my sister Debbie to go to Europe on a Eurail pass for six weeks. They also surprisingly thought it was normal that I quit my job to do this. I was out of college for a year, and Debbie had just completed her sophomore year, and we left New York on Icelandic in velour hot pants and stacked heel sandals. I bossily told Debbie to bring very little in the way of clothes since we'd be dragging our suitcases all over Europe, but I said, be sure and bring something fancy so we can go to the casino in Monte Carlo. Well, when we finally arrived in Monte Carlo, after about 10 days of adventures, I asked her what fancy outfit she had brought. She said, I didn't bring anything. What? Well, I was determined to go that night, so we went window shopping. And it didn't take us long to realize that we couldn't afford one thing in Monte Carlo. But we were wrong. We spotted a long peach two-ply nylon nightgown (laughs) in the window of a lingerie shop. The best thing it had going for it was the price tag. We took it back to our room and added a suede hip-hugger belt and our stacked heel sandals and some assorted necklaces. And that is the story of how my sister ended up in the poshest place on the French Riviera wearing a peach nightgown. Well, it was the 70s. 
Identical twins Mary and Emily had the power to pull the wool over many of eyes in their youth, but when it came to two of the most important tests of their lives, they both failed each other. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. So because we're identical twins in high school, when we would take like the ACT or SAT, mm-hmm. Emily begged me, begged me to take it for her, right? She's yeah, like, she's and like, you didn't. I know, I didn't. I didn't. So she has morals. Well, (laughs) does she? I don't know. I think I just didn't want to sit there for three hours and take another test. True. So I was like, no way, Emily, I'm not doing it. She's like, there's no way anybody would know. So, well, I kept that in the back of my mind (laughs) because a few years later, um, I was coming back from um, school and Emily and I went to different colleges. And at the time I I was applying for a new job or a job. I was the senior and they said, okay, great. You, uh, you've come in, you've interviewed, everything's gone really well, but now you have to come in and um, do a drug test. And um, I was like, wait, come again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a senior. I'm like pretty much done with school. Like I'm having a good, time. Having a good time. I'm having a good time. I, I go to school in a small town in Wisconsin. There's not much to do, guys. A joint right. may have been passed at some point. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. my parents went to that same school. We're St. Norbert College. Yeah. It was secondhand smoke. They were hot boxing. <laughs> For sure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not me. It was not me. So um, I needed to come home. And take you a... didn't inhale. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I needed to come home and uh, take a drug test. And it's over um, a break. And uh, I call Emily up. I'm like, hey, I need you to do me a solid. <laughs> She's like, what? What? And I go, I will give you 50 bucks. Did it pay her? Yeah. I will take you and your boyfriend to lunch. But I really need you to do this for me. And she's like, oh, she's like, they'll know it's it's not you. And I'm like, Emily, there's no way if I give you my ID Mm -hmm. that you can't take my drug test. (laughs) So she's like, all right, fine. So we go. I give her the ID. She goes in. We go to lunch. I think everything is cool. Well, it's not. <gasps> no, not for the reasons you think. Okay. So we have a couple problems, right? Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So she'd been blowing lines all night. No. <laughs> um, it's quite, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. So my sister over here drank too much water. <laughs> what? So the company calls me back like two days later, whenever we get the results and they're like, um, well, I'm not really sure what happened, but it's inconclusive. Oh, no. oh my God. What, it came out because mm. she, because she, she had too much water. Is that what she had too much of? So, yeah. So it didn't even count. And I had given her, she still had the 50 bucks. I'm like, I want my money back. <laughs> so anyways, apparently she had, had some guilt and had a little conversation with my dad. Oh, oh. Emily, and because I think okay, she was, she was worried. very open, he but was she was worried. Open. She's worried. She's worried that like the police are going to come to our house and like arrest her. <laughs> so, but it's your ID. But it's my ID. Right. It's my job on the line that I didn't even take. So, um, my dad calls me like you know to go for a walk with him, and he's like, "We need to talk about something." Oh, no. And I'm like, "Oh God, what I do? What I do?" Like not thinking anything about what's yeah. been going on, and he's like. Um, yeah, Emily, Emily filled me in. I go, what? I want my 50 bucks back. This is crazy. (laughs) And he's like, I'm like, don't tell mom, dad. You can't tell mom. And like, it's so funny because either she played along with it really, really well for years. Yeah. Because it finally came up a couple years ago. And I can't remember if she acted like she didn't, or she's like, 
she acted like she didn't know. But my dad tells my dad yeah. and mom tell each other everything. Right. But my mom was just so cool about it yeah. that she never said a word to me, which actually was really quite sweet. Well, like you said, she went to the same college. Right. Totally. So totally. it could have easily been her yes, needing I, someone else to take maybe the she test. Was, yeah, maybe she was being understanding. But right. She, yeah, but she never said a word about it. Maybe she failed a P-test somewhere along <laughs> the lines. That's what I'm saying. You know, it could happen to anybody. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's really good. That is. We, we never really had physical fights growing up because despite me being six years older than you, you were really scrappy. I mean, <laughs> you hit and scratched. And frankly, I was scared that you'd kick my ass. <laughs> well, things were a little different for our bestie, Andrea, and her sister, Amy, when one incident escalated from a sister slap fight to a WWE match. Hey, Court. Hey, Wit. It's Andrea. I was just calling in to tell you a funny story about me and my sister. My sister is two years older than me. My, her name's Amy. And uh, we always had this rivalry growing up. She was actually really mean to me. <laughs> like, really mean. Like, she used to put dirty dishes in my on my bed because she didn't want to do them, and she would make me do them. And then in the morning, when we were getting ready for school... I would be brushing my hair and fixing my hair and she would come into the bathroom and steal my Aquanet and then run into her bathroom and lock the door and wouldn't let me have it back. Um, she would steal my clothes, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, there was one day in particular and my mom, you know, we were was a single mom. And so, at, you know, in the afternoons we were home alone. And so I was on the phone in back in, you know, our day, it was plugged into the wall. It wasn't a cell phone. So I was on the phone talking to my friend and my sister just decides that she wants to get on the phone. And so she comes in, grabs the phone out of my hand, hangs it up and proceeds to, you know, call her friend back. And at this point, after years of torture, um, and we were in high school at this point, I, I had had enough. <laughs> so I take, and my sister, you know, was strong. She's really strong now. Like I would never be able to do this to her now, but back then, <laughs> So I took the phone out of her hand, um, hung it up, and then we started fighting, like slap fighting, whatever. And then I proceeded to put her into a headlock. <laughs> I don't remember how I got her into the headlock, but I did. And I was so, I guess, enraged that I was able to hold her into the headlock. And I called my mom and I'm like, mom, Amy is taking me, you know, taking the phone and I've got her in a headlock and I'm not going to let her go until you come home or I'm not going to let her go until she calms down or whatever it was. So then my mom is just incensed and has to leave work, and which was a huge deal. My mom never left work, had to leave work, came home, pulled the phone out of the, out of the wall and put it up for, I think, at least a week. So for a week or two, probably longer, we were without this phone. So, um, and it's still something that we laugh about. And my daughter loves for me to tell that story that I put Aunt Amy, who is a personal trainer and very strong these days. Um, into a headlock. So anyway, there it is. Love you guys. Love your show. Well, Court, those were some great stories from some of our favorite sisters that we've had on. So cute. They were so funny. I love a great sister story and we need more of them on this podcast. So this is our call to action, our CTA, as the techie people like to say, <laughs> please call in and give us some fun sister stories that we can play. Um, we, you know, we have a hotline. So if you call, can you give that number to our listeners? Because I can never remember it. Yes, it is 1-866-4-HEY-SIS or 866-443-9747.
keep those sister stories coming. We love them. We like to decode them and <laughs> discuss. But what about Barbie? That was a hot topic today. That was a hot talk topic. It is a, still a hot topic. So yeah, call them with Barbie stories. Yeah. We know you all have some. Childhood or movie stories. I'm pretty confident that most of our listeners, ladies, probably have weird Barbies as well. So I want to hear about oh, your yeah. weird Barbies or just send us pictures of your weird Ooh, Barbies. Yes. We could do a, we could do a um, collage. Yeah. Collage and post weird bar. I definitely have weird Barbies up in my house. I don't, but I know you do. So you can represent. All right. Well, this is great, sister. I love you. I love your show the most. I love your show the most. Happy National Sisters Day to you and all of the beautiful sisters out there. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.